Thank you for joining us wherever you are. This podcast episode is brought to you by the Old Ways Actual Play Team. This actual play uses the 7th edition Call of Cthulhu tabletop role-playing game rules by Chaos. This actual play is performed by adults and in an adult setting. While we try very hard to stick to language for all ages, listeners should know that this podcast may include mature themes. All content, including names, places, events, companies, and etc., that may bear resemblance to entities living or dead, is strictly coincidental. My name is Michael Diamond, and for tonight's game, I will be your keeper. Thank you for joining us again on another episode of the Old Ways Podcast. I am your keeper, Keeper Michael, and we are again diving into Masks of Neonathotep in the England chapter. Uh, tonight, we have a wonderful cast along with our wonderful story, which I'm sure is just going to rip them from limb to limb. Well, to my right... It's uh, Lonnie. I'm playing Lawrence Edward Oliver Forsyth, who's about to go on a walk in the woods. It'll be great. I'm sure it'll be pleasurable. Nothing bad ever happened to anybody walking in the woods late at night. Uh, I'm, to... I'm not wearing a red hat. Yikes. At the end of the table. This is Jake. I'll be playing Jack Doyle, and uh, we're going to be doing something terribly ill-advised. Oh, yeah, indeed. Uh, to his right. Uh, this is James. I'll be playing Dr. Sigmund Tartenbach. You know, the, the, actually, the walk in the woods is, is better than the library use that we're doing. So, <laughs> uh, don't, be, don't be too sure about that just yet. To, uh, to the doctors, right? This is Tiffany, and I play Maeve O'Shea, and I'm not sure if we're safer or if we're sitting ducks. Yeah, it's an excellent question. Excellent question. Last but most certainly not least... This is Alex. We're playing Simone Granger, and uh, let it let me say for the record that I ill-advised this course of action. <laughs> Wonderful. And let's proceed. Now, so what we're going to do is open the curtain tonight on a, a little bit of light reading. So what I'd like to know from Sigmund and from Miss O'Shea, as you last session were kind of hunkered down reading these uh, these pieces of literature that you have, are you staying there at Plum Castle or are you deciding to go back to the Laughing Horse? Actually, by the time I get back to the dining room from giving the syringe to Jack, uh, I think I'm going to grab my coat on the way. And uh, when we get back, I'm going to suggest it. Fräulein, I think perhaps we should head back to the hotel. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's probably better. I open the doctor's bag and kind of gesture towards the book that she's holding and drop mine in. Yep. Well, I have my bag and I have Simone's bag. So Doesn't your bag weigh like 900 pounds? Um, not yet. <sighs> Offer Maeve my elbow and leave the castle. Okay. Uh, Lawrence Vane offers to drive you down I know it's not a long walk, he says, but um, I can have them bring the car around. It's it's going to rain. It's it's bound to rain anytime anytime now. That would be wonderful. Thank you. Don't they care. do in in short order. They uh, deliver you to the front of the Laughing Horse Inn uh, via uh, automobile. You can tell Lawrence is uh, he's he's driving you himself. He's very concerned. I must admit, I'd rather be out there with your friends, seeing Teloise, but uh, your man, Jack, he seemed to have everything under control. They are quite proficient at what they do. Do not worry, they will do everything in their power. You go back to the, go back to your home. 
try to remain as safe as possible. I have a question, uh, Lawrence, if you don't mind. Where is your father usually when your sister is like this? You must understand, this, this has only happened within the past year or so. He's, he doesn't take it very well. He was hoping, really beyond hope, that what had taken mother wouldn't take hold in Eloise. And when was the last time you saw your mother? He seems to drift almost, like he stares out the window of the car. The doctor throws a look across the hood of the car, or across the roof of the car at Maeve. It must have been... I was seven. You see that she, after I was born, she hid it from him for a long time. She found a a method, I guess, to hold it back. Uh, But she's gone now, and has been, and whatever secrets she learned is gone with her. Well, if we figure out anything out. Yes, thank you. I'm sorry if I asked questions that upset you. No, no, you have you ever right to to ask. Well, thank you for your kindness and we will help you as much as we can. Much appreciated. Uh, hopefully this business is all behind us soon. Let's hope. You head into the inn and up to the room. The uh, keep doesn't pay you much mind other than to nod and welcome you back to the Laughing Horse. Stop at the front, or at the bar, and get two mulled ciders. Oh, yeah. Right away. Tiff, are you heading back uh, up to the room? Yeah. Okay. Why don't you give me a library use roll when you get settled? Oh, Give me a bookamication roll. <laughs> yes, that, exactly. 38 out of 89. What you delve into here probably takes you about 20 or so minutes. Um, you get hopping on a story here, and it seems to come pretty quickly to you. In this journal that you've gotten, the back half of it is written by a gentleman named Edgar Vane. It dates to the latter half of the 16th century. There seems to be a more of a summation on the history of the veins here in this part of the in this part of the book. What he goes into is the a description of the early religious belief of the Vane family. So Edgar states in this tome here that uh, the family he found uh, the family found ancient records reporting to claim that the Vane forebearers once practiced devil worship. And they were dedicated to this blasphemous idol named as Mordigany, it says. The accounts seem a little bit incomplete, but it seems to say that the family called upon the idol several times to saturate the area with its desires and then to satiate what became the family's foul desires, which principally were some rather disgusting rites. Uh, in the back half, Edgar goes into very clear descriptions of cannibalism, and that while he can't find any direct evidence to corroborate the claims, uh, he seems to think that the blasphemy could be at, really at the root of the vain bloodline, and that somewhere 
in these grounds somewhere there is some sort of some sort of focusing for that energy hmm. do any of my other books reference that god or entity would you like to make a Cthulhu mythos roll? I would. Go right ahead. Before you roll, what book are you going to utilize? If you fail, your brain turns into toothpaste. Eh, that's nothing. This is when it becomes aquafresh instead of toothpaste. <laughs> the stuff with the stripes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I will look in the Noctic scripts and the people of the monolith. Those are the two books I'm going to... I'm going to ask you to pick a path. One of the two. Uh, uh, Noctic scripts. Okay. So add the proper bonus to your Cthulhu Mythos roll and then roll. Nope. I still failed. Okay. That was 72 out of 52. Yeah. You, you don't see any direct uh, reference to this god they're referencing. Uh, but it's it seems this, um, the, the Noctic manuscripts much more are uh, anyway, seem to be focused on Atlantis, Hyperborea, Greece. Mm. So maybe it's just, maybe it's just something. Maybe it's in another tome. Yeah, people of the monolith, but that's mostly like poems and stuff. You have uh, life as a god. Oh, I do so have life as a god. Life as a god is only eighteen, but it is something that I would let you roll. Nope. You could. Push that roll if you'd like. Stick it through the mythos roll if you'd like to push it. You're well within your ability to do so as an investigator. Well, the other thing I was going to look at was either one of them have a way to divine places of power. We're sorry, Mario. Your monster is in another book. <laughs> right. You could also roll with the. You have the book from the Carlisle manuscript too, the French one. So you have the selections from uh, Luber uh, Devon. But I don't speak French. I don't read French. Oh, that's true. But there is somebody who does. That's true. Do I want to melt his brain, though? Yes, you do. <laughs> I mean, you can play that out. You know that the book is in French, and you know that you can't read French. But you also know that the doctor might be able to help you. Yes. Well, when he comes up to the room, I'll just slide him that book. Knock on the door. <laughs> yes. Enter backwards with a two mugs of mulled cider and uh, hand one to you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Because it is cold out. Oh, just burn me up. Pull out my, uh, pull the book out that I got from the vein manor. Put it Wait, on the desk. Wait, can you, can you, you read French, right? Nine. I'm sorry oh. for a line. I do not. I do not speak French. Okay. Well, then I'll just have to melt Simone's brain. <laughs> so yeah, I I want to see if there's a way to find a way to basically find this place of power that he, that Edward is right. Edward is speaking of. Well, what he does list here in the tome is that. It seems that the veins have lived in this area for some time. And, I mean, hundreds of years, obviously. Not necessarily always inside Castle Plum, but they've lived in the area. And it looks like what, from the notes uh, Edgar's made in here, it appears they practice this worship somewhere other than 
their family. It was a place, it says here, um, it was a place separated away from the family residence. Okay. So probably somewhere in the woods or wherever near the castle. But I want to find, like, what I'm saying is, like, I want to see if there's a way. Use a crystal and you can do this. Divining rods. You have, like, a occult knowledge, too, that could assist you with that. Oh, that's true. While she's looking that up, Mike, I would like mm-hmm. to read the book that I found in the Vane Manor. Now, why don't you give me a English roll to see how quickly you can get through it? I was going to suggest. Oh. 37 out of 83 for a cult. You would know, Miss O'Shea, if you had the um, if you had the proper oak branch, you could create yourself a, a dowsing rod. And that by using you know specific methods of that dowsing rod, you'd be able to potentially douse a place of power. Or water. You're not sure which one it is. <laughs> or both, you know. Right. If I, like, look out the window, how how many oak trees are around here? Oh, quite a few. Okay. You have English at 51, James, so I'm going to imagine, given the diary's length, that it's not too difficult for you to get through. Okay. And I can help. Right. Well, he... What is this word? <laughs> you, at, when, you, when you help him with certain words, maybe you're fairly certain that he's he has her diary. Well, then. Right. Okay. She explains in the diary, Sigmund, that there's a lot of fraught and and difficult emotions to deal with. She doesn't understand. She goes between being completely and utterly uh, destroyed emotionally in a complete depth of sorrow to writing about what it feels like to run and track down a deer and the exhilaration of the hunt. She goes into some very juicy details about what it's like to eat raw flesh. Uh, and it it disturbs you just a little. You're only a slightly relieved by the fact that she's talking about an animal rather than, say, something else. For now. And then at the end of it, she talks about how she's been hearing other voices call to her from beyond the tour that they are here for her that it's time for her to take her place with them and although she doesn't ever say precisely where uh, she just keeps talking about the howls coming over the the tour uh, until they uh, come to castle plum and they howl from the garden into her window i think we have a jack would say a lead Oh, yeah? I show her the last entry. Hmm. Well, that might be the place I'm looking for. So, if you look at the the last, well, the end part of this book, and I'm going to show them what Edward was talking about with the uh, the god and, or the entity, I may have a way to find this place of power. Yeah. And if we find it and maybe destroy the idol or whatever they have that has, you know, given this entity power to maybe potentially curse this bloodline, we could end it. Destroys a focus, destroys a curse. Right. I like it. And that might be also the same place that is calling her. Well, 
Get your coat, dear. Okay. I have my knife. I have... I'm, like, going through, like, I have my knife. I have my book. I have... Yeah, you're going to need tools, like... Yeah, I'm going to dump out my unnecessary books. Like, I'm going to take my main three occult books, because that's going to have, like, how do you divine this? How do you break curses? You know, that stuff. Yep. I'm going to need my knife. And then, yeah, I'm going to look around for any potential other tools. You have my bag still. I know. I was just going to say, I hate mm. to be a snoop, but I'm going to see what tools he has. <laughs> so, it's funny you should ask. There is a bottle of Listerine mouthwash, a can of carbide, a bar of soap, some gauze bandages, some batteries, some binoculars, a waterproof match case, a crowbar, a handsaw, a mechanical pencil, a sketch pad, and a watchmaker's eyeglass. I will take the eyeglass, the handsaw, and the crowbar. I'm grabbing the matches and the gauze. I've been thoroughly looted. You have been looted. And and dropping a couple of dollars into his bag because I feel bad. <laughs> oh, I, I plan on returning them, but they'll come in handy now. <laughs> Are we ready, my dear? Yep. And, and if he dies, I keep his loot. Damn. I leave. A, <laughs> I leave a note on Jack's door, or under Jack's door. I write. I scribble a quick note that just tells them in case they come back that we went to the tour, to the area beyond the tour. So speaking of that, we pick up with Simone and Jack and Lawrence as they're following the trail. Yes. Yep. It leads you south. Um, this is a route, Jack, that you're somewhat familiar with. Mm-hmm. As you took it to get to the tour, you can see there, still along the path, there are pretty purple petals of wolfsbane and assorted wildflowers. The night here is something different. It moves and shifts and even hugs your shoulders, even as close as the three of you are walking. There never truly seems to be enough light. So I have a general idea where this might be going. Okay, I'll stop. Turn around. There's a mine on the other side of the tour up here. I saw it uh, earlier. And you think they might uh, be in this cave? It's possible. We won't know until we get closer. We should uh, We should be able to verify their presence without having to uh, venture into their home. I will uh, redouble my efforts on the ground. Just so I can be like certain that we're... What route do they seem to be taking? Like, is it, are they off-road? Yeah, they're off-road. You guys are in a field at this point. Uh, they're definitely going around the tour. They are not going up the tour. Um, they seem to skirt through some fields. You have to hop um, a fence to, to continue on. There must be, by your tracking, Simone, there must be three or four of them. Yeah, that makes sense. And it really isn't until you get to about parallel with the tour and it's that's when your tracking starts to see that their speed is picking up they're definitely going somewhere they are uh, on the move it would seem quickly so where do you think these uh, others came from I mean their voices seem to carry very far so well, you got one or two choices from the way everybody talks if you believe if you believe Maeve about these werewolves it's possible that they're victims if uh, 
Otherwise, maybe if you believe Lawrence, it's other members of the family. That's what I'm leaning towards. Either way, they are. They don't seem to be heading into a uh, populated areas, no? Yeah. The trail continues. So what I'd like now is for you three to make me a dexterity roll. You are in relatively uneven ground in the middle of the night. That I brought a flashlight. You did? Yeah, look at that. We all made it. Yep. Wonderful. All three of you make your way. You navigate these rocky, very high grass English uh, landscape. Uh, And you can tell, Jack, just by the way Simone is leading you that you seem to be going towards a mine, that mine you saw. So, Sigmund and Maeve, with your newfound knowledge, how are you going to get to where you're going? Well... Um, on my way out the door, before we leave, uh, I'm stopping briefly at the bar and okay. um, call down the bartender. Uh, my good man, do you have any high-proof um, rum or vodka? I've got some pretty strong stuff, yeah. I would like to purchase two bottles, please. Sure, he sets them up on the counter put them into my doctor's bag so that they're kind of sticking out the top. Uh, uh, do- doctor, if you don't mind me saying, be, uh, be a bit careful with that, would you? It's pretty strong stuff. Of course, I am always careful. And this is a strange request, but do you have a shotgun behind the counter? A wo- uh, we- For security purposes. Well, Yes. How much would it take for me to rent it from you for a while? <laughs> rent it? Doctor, it's is there a problem? big smile. <laughs> is, is there a problem? I'm hoping there's not. But I can call, if, I can call Constable Tumwell. I pat the counter. Um, I, I would prefer you do not. Hmm. I tell you what, the alcohol will be fine. I mean, he... Puts his arms out. If if if, if you're all right, I'm fine. Do not worry, and you have a good evening. Thank you. So the two of you are exiting then. Mm-hmm. Yes. How, how are you um, pursuing this? Are you doing it on foot? Yeah, I'm gonna have yep. to. Oh, okay. actually, one moment. Besides, then I can look at uh, oak trees to find one that is uh, fitting. Mm. I go back inside. Yes. There is actually one more thing. Do you have a lantern in back? Oh, sure. He goes to the side of the bar and sets the lantern on it. Of course. I need to borrow this as well. Uh, sure. Dankeschön. Go back outside. Okay. I'm gonna, like, yell, thanks for the hospitality! (laughs) Hold the lantern up. Come, Fräulein. Now we will not fall in the dark. Bump our noggins. I don't know how much damage it would do at this point. It might. <laughs> Still. Uh, so you uh, you set off in the direction of, uh, of the tour. Um, so my other three investigators arrive on a path which leads to, uh, which seems to lead to a, 
a mine, like Jack had mentioned. And Simone, when you get to this gravel path, this is where you lose the trail. I'll definitely stop. I'm going to flick the light off and like we, we can see the mine from where we are. Like, is the moonlight enough? The moonlight is mostly enough, yeah. Okay. The trail fades, yeah, but I'll kind of, you know, nod with my head in the direction of the mine. Yeah. This is where I say we go no further. However, I'm going to look around for um, maybe some elevated positions, something near the mine that we could see it from. Like, is it down into like a quarry? The tour itself is behind you now, and there is a road, a, a small gravel path that goes kind of around the tour and you think leads back towards one of the village roads. Uh, it's more for tourists to get a little closer so they don't have to walk as far. This gravel road that goes towards the mine splits off from that road. And so there's really only about uh, maybe 100 feet between where the tour starts and where this mine starts. It's not very far. Oh, I see. Because if uh, we were concerned that they were going to come out before the sun is up, uh, we might want to give ourselves some head start. You can see that there's a pickup truck here, or a, I should say a flatbed truck, uh, in the, near the mine's entrance. Uh, and why don't you all make me spot hidden roll? You had the light off, correct, Alex? Yes. Okay. That's a hard success. That's a hard success. I am still flashlight blind. <laughs> so the two of you with hard success sees that the flatbed truck seems to be a bit distressed. And there's something hanging off the side of the truck. You're not sure what it is. All right. I'm going to have to get closer. Looks like um, yeah. it's definitely something. What? What? Yeah, they're moving me. off. <laughs> All right. I will. I will fall in. What does it seem like they're paying attention to? Who's in the lead? That's what I want to know. I will be. Um, so you get a little closer to the truck, Jack, and you realize that the thing hanging off the side of the truck is a body. Yeah. He, the body looks like at one point it was dressed in miner's clothes. You can see that there's a, a miner's hat nearby and maybe some tools and what looks like half of an arm and most of the lower section of his intestines. Well, I would definitely say they're probably in there. Uh, does this look, does this look fresh? Yeah. And that is why I'm going to need some sand rolls, not from Jack, given that he's a war veteran. It's pretty gruesome. And I can't spend luck on that. Can I? You cannot. It's a sand roll. Oh, so 43 over 41. Curse my fragile mind. All right. So, uh, Lawrence, uh, why don't you go ahead and take uh, two points of sand loss? Yay. The entrails is, is are one thing, and I think that the toughest part for you to deal with as you see them glistening there in the torchlight is the fact that they seem to still be operating. And it's really the ejection of blood and what is most likely a shepherd's lunch onto the side of the truck that is uh, the most difficult part for you to deal with. Um, does this person, uh, is this person alive? 
Uh, no, you don't think so. You think the body is probably just continuing its normal process before uh, completely expending the rest of its blood supply, which it seems to be readily doing near the tires. Looking at Lawrence, does he, does he, I mean, I know it's dark, but does he seem gray at all? I would say he's, he probably is I'm having... I'm a pretty white fellow. Yeah. <laughs> and the, you said they're hanging off the side of this truck? Just one of them. Yes. Just one person is. Okay. So I'm going to look at Lawrence. You may want to turn around um, as I turn toward the, the cab. Okay. And I'm going to help this body out of the truck. Okay. I'm going to ask which portion. Well, so what's still in the... Is there anything still in the driver's seat? Oh, he was in the passenger seat. He was not in the driver's seat. Okay. So as you so, were coming up, this is on. This is in the... This is in the passenger seat. Okay. So when you approach the vehicle and you can see that the body is kind of half in, half out, that there's an arm laying on the ground nearby and that the body is essentially juicing itself until it's finished. You don't think it would take very much to just kind of let gravity continue to do what it wanted to do. The thing is, I want to get it out of the cab so that I can get in. You can do it. I just want you to feel shitty about it. I don't feel great about it at all. Okay. Um, but he's been thoroughly... I'm not hurting his cause. No. And there's a good chance that this thing still runs. So uh, Probably. You said it was in the passenger seat? Yeah. Which would lead me to believe that there's... Was a driver at some point? Yeah. You want to look for him? Yeah, I I don't. Yeah, give me a give me another spot roll if you'd like to search the area for the driver. That's a hard success. The key's yeah. still in this thing. Well, look, seek and you shall find. Oh gosh, closer, a little closer to the mine. It seems you catch at first a shoe, and it's a bit puzzling at first because the shoe is empty. There's no foot. It's clean. Uh. And as you approach this shoe, you can see that there is a couple of other articles of clothing nearby. And those are the ones that have the real shred marks in them. Long, sweeping shred marks. And then the blood starts on the stones. And it seeps and makes a fairly clear path. I mean, you tracked, uh, in the war, you tracked bodies along uh, a path before. It doesn't take very long. They leave a fairly clear marker. And then up against the mine entrance, not but maybe 10 to 20 feet from where you're standing, you see an eviscerated man who's had his chest cavity pushed in and then pulled out with some pretty ferocious strength. And he stands there up against the mine exposed to the air of the English knight for it to seep into the innards of his organs. What kind of mind did they say it was, by the way? They didn't. Corpse mind. <laughs> <laughs> You're preparing to move this vehicle, Alex? So I'm checking. I'm looking for keys, obviously. Jack finds the keys. <laughs> awesome. Keeping an eye on where the other two are. Are they getting closer to the mine? I'm not. <laughs> it looks like Jack is. He's fairly close to it. And... The way he finds the keys is by seeing them in the drivers. They're they're attached still to his 
The ring is attached on one of his fingers. He died with the keys in his hand. I'll lean out the window. Monsieur Doyle? Hmm. Found the driver. Did you find the keys? Yeah. I don't know that there's going to be much for us to find here. Well, I think there's plenty to find here. Whether I want to find it or not is another question. It does look like the blood trail leads into the mine, Jack. Yeah. I'm afraid of that. Do you really wish to go down there? There are at least four. Yeah. How big is the mine entrance? You're, um, talented a bit in that area, Lawrence. Um, you would say the mine entrance itself is probably uh, by about four feet uh, wide by about seven feet tall. Hmm. I'm unsure which would be better here. Engineering or... Probably geology. If, if they're miners, they'd have equipment in the back of the truck. They would if someone would look in the back of the truck, sure. I will look in the back of the truck. <laughs> no one's looked there. Yeah, you see a lot of tools here. Different types of pickaxes, different types of hammers, that sort of thing. And then a crate. Check the crate. Get into and open up the crate and you find what appear to be um, tools you're more familiar with. What kind of tool? Those would be blasting tools. These are um, earth-moving sticks, as you might call them. Mm-hmm. Can I ask what uh, what Jack is doing right now? Uh, I That's a good question. I'm kind of creeping towards the uh, entrance of the mine. See if I can hear anything. I'm going to curse again to myself and get out of the cab. You just get out of the cab, and I'm assuming you're heading, you're at least looking back that way. I'm going back toward Jack right. and the as driver. You, as, you pass, as you pass Lawrence on the back of the flatbed, you see he's opened up a crate, and he seems to be looking at things. You don't know what it is, but he's found something. You continue on. Whatever makes him feel better at this point. You continue on, and you can hear the wind pick up a little bit as you near the entrance uh, of the mine and of Jack, who's got his torch staring down there into the depths of uh, this cavern. Monsieur Doyle, something has uh, occurred to me, and that is that uh, if we are to venture into this opening without uh, with the moon still in the sky, there's a good chance we don't make it out. But if we were to uh, wait until the morning... If these uh, creatures are still inside, they will have to emerge at some point. And even if they don't, we will find you, Eloise, and... Uh, I have a better idea. Yeah? I turn around. We run this truck into the mine and blow it up with the dynamite we've got back here. We bury them. Wait, are we going for the uh, new kit from orbit? It's the only way to be sure. It's funny you should ask that, because the two of you arrive shortly thereafter. Really? With my dowsing rod? Yep. Oh, sweet. Well, look at these morose motherfuckers right here. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Jesus. You'll have to uh, forgive me, but I don't uh, know if eternal imprisonment is on the menu. It seems a bit thoughtless. Here's my problem with the, with uh We have three dead bodies here. Returning in the, yeah, returning in the background. There's two dead bodies there, but yeah. Um, so, just for clarity's purposes, it is during this conversation that Doctor Sigmund and Miss O'Shea arrive. Does it keep going towards the mine? Yeah, you continue going towards the mine. Okay. I will want spot hidden rolls from both of you, though. Oh, okay. 
can do. Extreme success for Drasemony. I guess all I'm saying is these bodies will be here in the morning as well. Yeah, well, when the other miners get here and they find these bodies, this whole place will turn into a crime scene and it's liable to get really messy real quick. Yeah, um, Miss O'Shea, you, you, are, you are busy following the dowsing rod. Um, doctor, you see, oh, oh boy, that person is very dead. Um, although it doesn't phase you as far as a sand roll need, but th- there has, there's blood here. I look in the, look at Lawrence in the back of the truck. They're not mine. So what are you two doing here? We found research that led us to this point. There are more than one, and there's a focal point here, not this cave. I think something inside. If we destroy that, I believe we can destroy the curse without killing anyone. Well, unfortunately, they, there's several of them in that cave. Well, then you guys better come with us. <laughs> Dr. Chuckles. You'll have to pardon me, but is there any particular reason that we have to do this now? And I'll point at the sky again. Because in the morning, when the miners show up and find two dead bodies here, it's going to turn into a crime scene, and it'll be impossible to get in there. And God knows what else is going to happen, who else is going to die in the meantime. Unless we stop the miners from coming here in the morning. And if there's a focal point for this curse, it's going to be strongest tonight. It's even possible that the longer it goes, the more likely it is that her transformation will uh, become permanent. This is all pure speculation. Yes, it is. My occult studies would tell me that because the curse focuses around this time of the month with the full moon that if we really want to track down what is causing this the potential focal point if it's just you know if it's an idol if it's you know a thing we need to seal up anything like that is going to be strongest tonight we're going to have the most luck finding it tonight there's nothing down there but but death that may be true but um do we have this go on longer, or...? They are in a mine. Where can they go? If we wait here until the morning, they will have to emerge at some point. We can stop the miners from coming here if we need. Potentially, but if they are attracted to a certain deity, who knows what kind of power they're getting, and if they're all going there tonight, that means that there's usually some kind of ritual or something going on. So it might be that they might be calling something out of a hole which we have all seen before and is not a good idea. Mike, I'm going to examine one of the explosive sticks out of the box. Okay. Turning it over. Is it a stick of dynamite? Or dinamite, as they say in Italy? Yes. Dinamite. It is, it is a <laughs> stick of dynamite, yes. Fantastic. I'm looking for blasting caps. I assume they're stored separately. Yes, they are stored separately and they are here. I head over and check out the body next to the cave entrance. Uh, yeah, this is something else. There's a viciousness to it. There's something about this that feels more like a, a, a raging animal. Is Jack still there? Yeah. Jack, I brought you a present. Hmm. Take out one of the bottles of high-proof alcohol, some of the gauze, and some of the uh, fireproof matchbox. Oh, you brought me a drink? I'm sorry, I didn't have time to wrap it for you. 
In case things are too cold inside, we can warm things up. So, uh, I have the inkling of a really bad plan. Okay. Yeah. We need to get in there to find whatever it is that uh, might be causing this, right? And there's currently mm-hmm. at least four of these uh, ghouls in there. So we got to get them out. So I'm thinking... Are you thinking bait? Yeah. Uh, well, it can't be me because, I mean, I'm the one who's going right. to be able to spot a ritual and shut it down. Wow. Did Jack take the keys or are they st- were they still on the body? I, I still I have them. So I'm thinking I get in the truck, lay on the horn, see if I can't draw them out, and then lead them on a merry chase through the countryside while you guys get in there. I have a better plan. Okay. They're all in there. We are not blowing some up. They're all in there. We promised we would try and save them. I look pointedly at the bodies on the ground. Save what? We don't know that the girl did this. We know that there are multiples, multiple creatures, but we don't know if the girl is beyond saving. And if there's even a small chance, then I will fulfill my promise to the boy. And what happens when they, uh, the miners come back and they end up digging this out again? Right. Besides, we know that they can dig and burrow, do we not? That's a good possibility. It's one thing to dig out of a cell where you have air and you have... Ah, and you have light. It's quite another thing to dig out when the entire hill is on your head. Trust me, I know. Perhaps uh, whatever it is that you need to destroy, you can use the explosives on this idol or fixture, whatever. Yeah, I'm hoping it's something physical. Monsieur Doyle, I uh, I hate to say that I agree with you, but uh, with one exception... I think that you should stay with the, uh, the team of investigators and let me draw them out. Who's better with a gun and who's better with a drive? That's fair. I'm not a great driver. Monsieur Doyle has uh, scaled off at least one of these things with his shots alone. I'll put my hand out. I put the keys in it. All right, uh, let's go hide. You all should uh, find some place to take cover. I'll point to the crate. Yeah. Take the explosive with or some of the explosives with us. I'm gonna yeah, hide I'm somewhere. I'm loading up on sticks and caps and put it, and keeping the caps separate <clears throat> for the moment. Wonderful. So um, I guess what I'd like to know is, where are the people who are not going to be part of the craziness that Simone is going to attempt? Where are you standing? Where are you going? Um, are there bushes to hide in? There are some bushes you could probably hide behind. Yes. Hide above the entrance to the mine. Um, you could probably do that, yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. I take a moment to hide above the entrance. Jack, where are you going to be at? Well, I guess I'll be with the majority of the rest of them. I want to stay downwind of the entrance. Yes, I think all of us should stay downwind of the entrance. I'll, I'll trust uh, Doyle for that one. So it's it's Simone on an island then, yes? Yeah, we. <laughs> Wonderful. Dude, does anybody want to go with him? Just asking. I roll down the window. I'll go with him. No, wait, I can't go with him. You no. need no, somebody yeah, you who knows to how to handle dynamite. This is the way. So I guess the first thing I'm going to do is um, make sure this thing starts. 
Yeah, it starts. I turn the lights on. Does everybody look uh, situated? You you can't see them. Oh, okay. But they have hidden themselves. As we should. I'm going to hang my revolver out the window. Mm-hmm. I'm going to fire it once, and I'm going to lay on the horn. The horn resounds around the area. Those of you who are above the mine uh, can definitely hear it. How long are you laying on the horn? I'll give it a good, like, 10-second yell before I stop and just kind of let it echo. Okay. You let it echo. It echoes around the hills here for, you know, a good extra 20 to 30 seconds. Kind of rings around in your ears. On the wind, you begin hearing an answer. And it makes you shiver. Because it's not just one voice answering, it's multiples. I grip my teeth for a second, and then I lay on the horn again, and I'm also screaming my head off. <laughs> all of that all that terror that I got pent up is coming out right now. I'm yelling back at this as loudly as I possibly can. Those of you who are above the uh, mine entrance see and hear such a sight, and it probably isn't more than a few seconds later before the first black shape lurches out of this cavern and your rear view is filled with a form bracing for this I will hit the accelerator as I was already planning on going in reverse so I can hit it and then I'm going to change gears and go forward okay why don't you give me a drive auto fingers crossed that's an extreme success 5 out of 55 You hit the gas and then crank it into gear and the truck wheels spin for just a moment to kick gravel all over the place before sending the flatbed lurching forward. Uh, You almost lose a bit of control over this wood steering wheel, which honestly doesn't handle as well as you want it to, but it handles far better than you'd hoped. You lurch down the gravel path as two more shapes emerge from the cavern. Uh, I will continue laying on the horn and I will fire another shot out the window. Those of you above the cave see these forms chase after the truck and they are not losing ground as it makes its way down the gravel path. They're not gaining per se, uh, but they're in clear pursuit. We need to go now. We don't have long start heading down towards the entrance of the mine carefully. Okay. Who else is going? Me. I'm going. Mike. Yeah. In the light, the taillights of the truck and everything, can I get a good look at these creatures? Absolutely not. (laughs) Absolutely not. Poopy. You know what they look like? Big dogs. Big black shape. Yeah. Big dogs. Big black shapes. Yep. All right. Well, moving towards the cave entrance. So all of you, minus Lawrence, which we'll deal with in a second, get to the cave entrance and kind of enter in. Um, Lawrence, for you, this is a return to something difficult, beyond difficult. Um, Even the entrance itself fills you with a bit of trepidation. You get a decent look inside, and it looks like this is a limestone mine at least by the first 
little bits that you see. And now what I'd like you to do, um, if you're preparing to go in, is I would like you to make me a pow roll. This will go badly. It could. It went badly. <laughs> 56 over 40. Okay, so you stop at the entrance and you you just don't you don't think you can bring yourself to going back down underground. Yeah, I can't do that. It's just not going to work. Those of you who are heading in ahead of him, who's in front there? Is this Jack again leading? Of yeah. course. I just want to be sure. I don't want to make any assumptions. No, Maeve's going to lead. She probably should. No. Uh, Jack, would you like my lantern as opposed to the torch? Yes, please. I swap. Let me all make me spot hidden rolls. Those of you who are actually entering. Three under 70, extreme success. Success. Oh, there we go. So I can fail it. Yes. Sigmund, you make out blues and purples in the walls here. Beyond its limestone walls. You see that there's something else in here. Hmm. Some other kind of stone in here. Intriguing. And that's when you also notice that Lawrence has not come down with you yet. You're probably 15, 20 feet in. Are you coming with us, Lawrence? I call back to him. I'll watch for them. Alright, be careful. We will be back soon. Do you want to give one of us the uh, explosives? Ooh. I hold up a stick of dynamite. No. <laughs> it doesn't work like that, Doctor. Well, then you're going to have to come with us. Yeah? I've never used it. The doctor holds the dynamite like a cigar for a moment. And I'm quite certain you're not supposed to do this. You need a blasting cap. Here. Trudge back up. You trudge back up. Lawrence, when you hand him the blasting cap, you feel a dramatic sense of failure. You feel yourself give up. I put the blasting cap and the stick back into Lawrence's hands. Can I throw a psychology roll in on this to... You can. Phrase it a bit better than... I am thinking perhaps this is something that you need to do. Because it is something that you cannot do. Extreme success, two under 75. Uh, Lawrence, you feel the doctor fortify your will. He's right. It is time for you to get past this. And if that means going down there and doing whatever job is necessary, it is something you're going to do. Deep breaths. Doctor, you're right. Gesture into the mine with one arm and pat him on the shoulder with the other. One last look while I'm out here. Does the mine have power? Uh, it does not appear so, no. Just checking. I'm going to follow the doctor. I'm going to be consciously looking down and being very careful about making sure that what I'm doing is arming dynamite. That way I don't have to look up at the walls or the ceiling. Okay. You all begin trudging a path down. Back of the truck, there is a whirlwind of activity on the dirt roads around the village. 
as Simone and his flatbed truck careen around. You've caused quite a ruckus. And uh, it's fairly clear that you've gotten the attention of uh, that you were looking for, although you are beginning to second-guess whether you should have that attention right now. I mean, I was, I was second-guessing it from the start, but I don't really know that. It was, it was either going to end up being Jack or... Well, yeah, it couldn't be Jack, so it had to be me. Yep. It isn't until really the first big turn that you have to make a choice. Are you going to go back towards the village, or are you going to go down a road you're not sure where it goes to well I feel like the village is a bad idea I'm going to trust my I guess my awareness of at least like the the area mm-hmm. and I'm going to try to get to, to, to open space basically I definitely don't want to be careening down a street <laughs> or, or you know between the houses so you turn left you begin hurtling down this what is lack for lack of a better term is a country road it's dirt it's dark the headlights are all you have. The biggest shift comes when you when you make that turn uh, and you begin heading down this path. The second shift in the back of the truck is worrisome. And that's when a black form hits the back end of the truck. And it lands on the back of the flatbed. Okay. Well, that's, uh, that's definitely going to be a problem. Uh, does it seem to have its footing in the rear view? Uh, no, not yet. It seems like it's struggling with the differences right now. It hasn't seemed to recover its balance just yet from the leap. Okay. Then I'm going to attempt to shake it off. Okay. That would be a drive auto roll. I'm going to die. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have anything that helps me with this, do I? Drive auto? No. You have drive auto. That's what helps you with it. Right. That's it. <laughs> okay. Let's drive with a hard success. 24 or 55. All right. So we'll make a subsequent roll here on this end for the... Uh, creature and we'll see if it can hang on your goal is to shake it off the truck yeah i'd like it to lose its balance and hopefully spill off or over over the edge that it came in on on a contested roll you do shake it back off the truck when you shake it off the truck in the side view mirrors you can tell that it tumbles basically into a field likely uh, not to be able to catch you anytime soon now it does give you a wonderful view, though, of the other two that are next are back there, though. Oh, I'm sure, and I'm sure they're definitely, I'm definitely, they're definitely not happy with me. No, no. I'm going to focus on now that that crisis is slightly over. I need to make sure I don't hit anything. Yeah, that's very true. So if they're on the ground and they're not on the truck, I am forward. Okay, ever ever forward. <laughs> you continue your path forward. I am smiling now, by the way, just so you know. You can tell that the, the road is going to veer to the right. It banks right. And then it looks maybe like it banks back left. But it's definitely going to get choppy here in the uh, coming up. This thing doesn't corner very well, I'm guessing. No, so... it's, yeah, it's a flatbed truck. It barely corners at all. Um, do I have any idea what I might be heading toward? Like the area that I'm that I'm heading toward? Yeah, it's a dirt road. In this direction, you've looked at some maps before. And that you know that there's a, a further village that's down in this direction, but it's got to be at least 15 minutes down the road, if not more. And you don't know that you have 15 minutes. So I'm going to think on that while I continue heading down this road, um, just trying to, uh, to outpace them. Because I'm hoping, like, I'm not honking anymore, right? but <laughs> they're definitely hunting. I don't think you need to. I'm going to start keeping an eye out for 
fence lines. Like if I'm coming over a hill or something like if there are open pastures or I don't know, livestock, let me know. Fair enough. That would be a spot hidden roll, probably a hard spot hidden given the time of day. Sure. No. That's a 72 or 50. Very good. So far, no. Okay. Unless you want to unless you want to push the roll. No, we're just driving. Okay. Uh, so back to the cavern. The cavern descends a good at least 100 feet uh, before it begins to move into different spaces. So there looks like there are a few chambers here. There the blood trail itself is mostly gone by the time you hit the first leveling off port. It descends for a good 100 feet, levels off a bit and then continues to descend. And for you it's it's rather stunning. Um, the light reveals this beautiful blue cavern. Uh, even Lawrence, who's looking down, can tell that there's fluorite here. What trips your mind a bit, though, as you're taking in that information is, is why they have dynamite. It doesn't make any sense. They are mining something else down here, but I don't know what. Or trying to get rid of something, like we we are. That is possible. It's definitely slippery here, though. The the rocks themselves, it's it's definitely slippery. And there was only two of them here. Huh. Everyone be on your guards. I'm going to keep following the rod wherever it goes. I'd like to dredge my history of this sort of thing. Okay. What would they be needing with dynamite down here if the primary thing down here is limestone and fluorite? It's a puzzling question. Could I make an engineering roll? You could. Well, so much for that. Mm, 73 over 60. You could push that roll if you wanted to, or you could spend luck up to you. How many exits are there from this room? There are five. I'm going to push it. Okay, go ahead. So my question is, how, how are you pushing it? Um... When we were digging the Panama Canal, we, we would scoop out the sides with steam shovels. And frequently stuff like fluorite would come with because a lot of it was, you know, mud and then limestone underneath. It was very porous. But there were other parts that had to be blasted. Mm-hmm. And so I have to remember why it was we did that. Seems plausible. Nope, but I, but I can't figure it out. It's something and I know it, but right now I'm busy trying not to think about where I'm at. You figure that there's got to be a cavern that's deeper down here that's got some sort of hardened rock between where they are and where they want to go. That must be it. Yeah. Look over at Maeve. Ben. We're still going this direction. You uh, you turn a bit, Miss O'Shea, uh, to mm-hmm. your left, and you pick a relatively small cave entrance to head down. Um, As you do, you can see here in the rock faces that, that, uh, that you're passing through, these caverns are, they weren't mined by modern tools. This well, is yeah, an... I mean, if they've been around for a hundred of years, right? It looks like hand tooling, probably. Yeah, it is. That just tells me we're going in the right direction. You continue down another 50 or so feet. Do I have my uh, handgun out? Okay. Uh, This smaller cavern passageway eventually 
dips another probably 15 or 20 feet. So you're a couple hundred feet now, you figure, uh, under the surface. And it opens out a little bit into uh, quite a strange scene. There is a crystallized cavern uh, chapel here. I say chapel because of the shape. There's a dome of crystal above you. And there is a waterfall that comes out from one section and flows into a small pool before leaving the room through a a much, much smaller hole, probably no bigger than, say, a meter or so. But it's in the light of your torch. It's stunning. Wow. Beautiful. And that's, Miss O'Shea, when the rod flips up. (laughs) I'm just going to look up. Uh, Go ahead and give me a spot roll. Oh, do I want to? Yes. Yes, you do. 37 out of 68. In the crystalline shape, you see something behind it. The torch is giving a wonderful light to it. But in that, you see a writhing, dark shape. Oh, no. That's what I say. (laughs) It seems to stretch in multiple directions from a single point behind this dome. And you see each one of these arms, these appendages come down. They're not capped with fingers. They have a definite tentacular quality. Awesome. At the center of them, which has captivated you now because of the, the seeing the dome, at the center of these um, seem to be a, an open mouth filled with jagged teeth and it flexes them open and shut as if it's just woken from a deep slumber. This is not good. That is when you roll sanity. Oh, that's also not good. Which I think it's great. Why am I always looking into the eyes of the creatures? That's your roll. Yes! 7 out of 53. So that will be two points of sanity. So you see this thing. You don't know what it is or how it got there, but oh my god. What do you do? We're gonna need more dynamite. I'm just staring at it. Waiting for everybody else to look up. I don't wanna look up. So she stops and looks up. I guess I slowly look up at what she's looking at. With this building sense of dread. Oh, I fail. Mm, Yes, I see that. I'm bringing y'all with me. I succeeded. You do. You do. I I steeled my nerves knowing that there was going to be something horrible up there. (laughs) So I at least was like, it's going to be horrible. It's going to be horrible. All right. So both uh, Sigmund and uh, it appears Lawrence succeeded as well. So that's just a single point of sanity. So you, you luck out. Jack, however, Jack is not as lucky. Okay, so Jack, you lose five points of sanity. Ouch. Oh, Oh, that's temporary insanity. No, no. What I'd like you to do is make me an intelligence roll. Duty. Oh, man. Yeah, that would be extremely success. Oh, your end is 90? Nice. 
that's the one role, unfortunately, you'd like to fail. Oh. Because what that means is that your brain processes what it sees. Right. And so you will go into a, a different state of mind, which we'll get back to. Good lord. He's going to free it. Uh, it's, a, it's a Georgia state of mind, just so you know. I'm going to take this opportunity to call this session to a close right here. Oh, you son of a bitch. When we get together next week, we're going to see what happens to Mr. Doyle and maybe what things might uh, change up a little bit now. As we continue our method and madness through masks of Neuroanthotep, thank you so much for listening. I want to thank all of our Patreon backers. I want to thank the cast for joining me this evening. It's been wonderful, and I look forward with the great, great eagerness at our next session. So have a wonderful night. Stay safe. 